0: You're listening to Pombo and Peter's Picks, the home of your favorite sports betting podcast, presented by The Daily Goat.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 20 of Pombo and Peter's Picks. I'm Jason Pombo alongside Peter Alves. How are you doing today, Peter? Pretty good,
0: pretty good. Just graduated college today.
1: Oh, congratulations! Yeah. How's it feel?
0: You know, just excited to be done. Excited to be over. In grad school in like two months, but we don't talk about that yet.
1: Yep, So I'm, uh, you will join me in the grad school ranks. Yep. I'm currently at Northeastern, and did you uh, officially declare yet?
0: No, but I will. So yeah,
1: grad school is different from undergrad, like I've talked to you about. the The dates and decisions are very, uh, they're more laxed than undergrad, where you have to know like months in advance.
0: Yeah, but
1: should that's just, exciting.
0: Should just follow you and be a sub.
1: You should do it. You should do it. I mean. The all substitute all of teacher friends. life, it's, it seems like everyone's kind of joining the wave. I mean, I'm there every day. Dylan's there every day. I mean, the whole whole crew is a substitute teacher. I think you should join them. Yeah. It's not a bad little gig. Yeah. But we will can our substitute teacher talk for now. Let's talk about last week, Peter. So last week, I went undefeated. I went 3-0 on the weekend. I had the Bucks over the Rockets, the Sixers over the Pistons, and I had the Mavs over the Cavs. So uh, I was three, you know, I went pretty all NBA action. Uh, And my thinking was the teams that I picked, they all had to win in terms of playoff seating, like the Mavs. They're trying to avoid the play in the bucks are really trying to, trying to really uh, secure that number two seed in the East and the Sixers are another team that are jostling for position in the East. So I went with those picks and they all panned out. How about yourself?
0: So I went one and two. The only one I got right was the Sox over the Orioles on Friday. And then, Things I got wrong, Bruins over the Rangers. Bruins laid an egg in the third period. Blame Nick Cunha for being a mush on that one. Oh, yeah, he was there, right? Yeah. And then Sunday, the Suns laid over versus the Lakers. They got, like, destroyed. So, yeah, I didn't see that coming at all. Because LeBron's still out.
1: Yeah, LeBron's still And I know we're going to talk some basketball at the end, but... Actually, we'll, we'll save that for the end, because I have some talking points on the whole LeBron... Uh, injury saga that seems like it's been ongoing forever right
0: yeah just for a little ankle sprain
1: that's what it seems like but we'll save that for the next uh next segment or two so let's first off let's start off with the nfl schedule release uh, the nfl schedule was officially released yesterday personally i i i'm a big schedule guy uh, i wrote about it in the daily go top 10 most anticipated games of the 2021 season i always get interested of in who's on uh, prime time Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night, or especially with bye weeks. Like, I think all that stuff's really interesting. Uh, the lines are actually out for week one already. Uh, so when it comes to the NFL schedule release, what is the first thing that you really uh, pay attention to?
0: Where the bye week is for every team. You don't, especially this year where you have to play 17 games, you don't want a early bye week.
1: Yeah, exactly. So uh, I think me and you can both agree here, the, probably the prime bye week is, between weeks eight and 10 right that seems like sweet spot but if i had to pick would i rather have one like week four or week 14 i'd rather have one week 14 because week four you get that out get that done really early then you have that whole season in front of you i don't know i think i'd prefer to have it late than early personally
0: yeah i agree because then you're gonna play like 14 weeks straight
1: you know what i mean like the patriots for example they have a week 14 by week Now, it's not ideal, to say the least. It's the latest they've had it since 2001. But like I just said, I'd rather have it week 14 than week four. And I think if you'd ask them, they'd probably say the same thing. Let's talk about most anticipated matchups here, Peter. So for you anyway, what are your top five most anticipated matchups of the 2021 season here?
0: So my 5th is the Bengals and Ravens. I just want to see Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow against the Ravens team. I don't think the Ravens team is going to be that good. And I don't okay. want to see how much progress the Bengals got with Joe Burrow going into the second year.
1: For my number 5 anyway. So again, there's a lot of good games in this year's slate. Like there's a lot of good rivalry games and I think it's just going to, it's going to be an all-around fantastic year. But my number 5 is the Packers at the Chiefs here. So this is all dependent on Aaron Rodgers sticking around in Green Bay. But if he does, uh, I think this game is definitely one to circle on your calendar. And if it wasn't for the uncertainty surrounding Rodgers, I would have this matchup higher. So this could have been a Super Bowl matchup the last two years, but the Packers lost in the NFC Championship game each of the last two years. Uh, Rodgers and Mahomes are both considered top three, top five quarterbacks, however you want to look at it. They've actually never met before in the NFL, so this is their first appearance an NFL game, and I think it's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a very, very interesting game, and that's the one that I have circled in my head. How about number four for you?
0: So my number four is the Browns-Packers. As you said, uh, this is assuming that Aaron Rodgers will play, but I think the Browns – so, TJ, you want to listen to this. So I think (laughs) the Browns are going to absolutely destroy the AFC North this year, and that's just a perfect game for me to see what they're made of. I think they're going to make the AFC Championship this year. The Browns, huh? Yeah.
1: You know, I well, love
0: their talent all the way around. Their defense is getting really good.
1: They added but, talent on defense, and not to mention Odell Beckham likely will be healthy.
0: Yeah, and then obviously they got Landry, Chubb,
1: Kareem Hunt. Yeah, they have talent yeah. all over the place. Uh, my number four, uh, I have the Buffalo Bills at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So uh, this one seems a little interesting for me, but uh, the Bills obviously lost in the AFC Championship last year, but they seem to be. I mean, I have them right now. If I had to rank the teams in the AFC, they're my number two. I think Josh Allen had a fantastic year in 2020. He was an MVP candidate, and I love the storylines between Brady and the Buck, a uh, Brady and the Bills. So Brady has played the Bills 35 times during his tenure in New England. He was 32 and three over that two-decade span, which is absolutely absurd. So I think this game has a lot of storylines like. Is this the year that Buffalo can finally put an end to Brady's reign, and or is this the year that Brady's going to continue to roll over the Bucks, roll over the Bills? I should say. I like the Bills at Bucks. I think that one's another one that's going to be really interesting. Allen, I think, will likely be an MVP candidate again, and I just think the Bills-Bucks. I, I was, I was hoping it would be a Super Bowl matchup. Needs to be a great regular season game. That's my number four.
0: Could be this year. Could be. So my number three is the Bills chiefs the afc championship rematch from last year i just want to see if josh allen learned anything that he could approve on from the last afc championship game and i want to see if the so we'll get we'll probably get into it after but the chiefs first like seven games is really really hard mm, you, you know what it's it's real front-loaded i want to yeah. see if they struggle out of the gate and then obviously pick it up they'll so, probably rattle off like 12 wins in a row at the end but so yeah. I know,
1: I, like I know you mentioned, we're going to talk about it at the end. But just to just to highlight what Peter was just talking about here, uh, the Chiefs' first seven games of the 2021 season, uh, they are home against the Browns, they are at Baltimore, at the Chargers, at Philadelphia, and then home versus Buffalo. Obviously, yeah. they have Pat Mahomes. They probably won't have anything to worry about. No, I'm for my list. I'm going to stick with the Chiefs' narrative here. I'm going to go with the Chiefs at Baltimore for my number three. Uh, the Chiefs and Ravens. Whenever they've met the last couple of years, they've really been intriguing games. So Lamar Jackson in his career, he's thirty and seven in the regular season, and three of his losses have actually been to the Chiefs. He's zero three against the Chiefs, and has a completion percentage of only fifty-two point three percent. He struggled against the Chiefs throughout his NFL career. Uh, it's kind of been his kryptonite, if you think about it. And I think two high-paced offenses going at it—that's another game that's must-watch for me.
0: Last year, that Monday Night Football game versus the Chiefs Ravens, right?
1: Yep, that was the Monday Night game uh, last year. Yes. Yeah,
0: I I feel like after the Chiefs won that game, the Chiefs are just like, all right, this is our competition in the AFC. Like we can just sleepwalk all the way.
1: But well, it's, cool. it's just so odd that Jackson has really—he's just not gotten those wins against the Chiefs. I mean, granted, the Chiefs are the Chiefs, but he hasn't really been. He That's hasn't his mo, though. Them, he just beats know? up
0: on the bad teams, and then
1: and if he wants to defeat that narrative, yeah, and he's got to be got to be the Chiefs. All right, how about number two? What do you have at number two? So my number two is the
0: Chargers Chiefs. I just want to see if Justin Herbert's for real, if he made any stride, and if they're going to, if the Chiefs are going to have any competition in the, in the AFC West.
1: Peter, that is a fantastic pick. Fantastic. 10 out of 10. Uh, this is something that's underplayed that people really aren't talking about. Justin Herbert is an absolute stud. He is a franchise quarterback in the making, already is, who set records left and right in his rookie campaign all behind Anthony Lynn who got canned who didn't deserve to be a head coach by the end of his tenure now the Chargers are another year in his development and I think the Chargers Chiefs are going to develop into quite the rivalry it's a great pick for me anyway though I'm going to go a rematch of the AFC championship game of the Bills at the Chiefs crazy to think about it but remember the first half of the AFC championship game when Buffalo was actually winning and they looked like they were going to run away with it
0: yeah and then they but, like crippled all the way
1: to the end yeah then they just crippled on all facets offense defense special teams you name it but I, I'm excited for the rematch here I think Buffalo like I talked about earlier they're for real and I, I want to see them against Kansas City again I want to see them run it back and number one is drumroll
0: Oh, we both have it I mean everybody should have it mark it on mm-hmm. your calendar right now week four Sunday night football Bucks Pats Obviously, Tom Brady is going to do It
1: goes without saying. Yep, All 100%. eyes are going to be on that. I want it to be 100%. I don't think it's going to be. I think it will. But I guess we'll have to. Nonetheless, despite whatever the crowd capacity is, I bet you that will be the number one rated game in NFL regular season history. Uh, I don't think it's out of the question that it will overlap some playoff ratings. Like, I think this game is going to be spectacular in a number of ways like even outside of like our local perspective right besides the Patriots Tom Brady narrative like there's a lot of outside factors in here because there's a lot of people that really don't like Tom Brady or don't like the Patriots or just really interested in the matchup as a whole like I can't even think of like a comp, like I really can't even with Peyton Manning when he went to Denver when they played the Colts like I still think this is different because Manning only won one in Indy we yeah, want six in New England. Like, it's just, to me, this is just different. And I, I can't even think of a comp.
0: That video yeah, pack really is going to be amazing. That oh, my God. Video? Like, I don't even.
1: It's going to be unbelievable. And the, the week four. So what do you think of the, it being week four? Do you like it? Do you think it's too early?
0: So, yeah, I think the NFL is just like, I hope the Pats aren't bad. So they want to put it early just in case. Yeah, I, that's I see that's point, what I though. yeah because I don't think they want like to see like I think the Bucks are absolutely gonna steamroll. They have their twenty two starters from last year, which is an absolute joke. But I think they're gonna absolutely steamroll. They're gonna be like sixteen and one or whatever. So I don't want them to be like oh it's gonna be like eight and zero Bucks versus like three and four Pats. You know.
1: You could be right. I I still think if the Patriots were I I this is not gonna be like this, but if they were whatever four and 13. I I still think that game would draw an absurd amount of ratings, but here's one thing to keep an eye on. So for the bucks anyway, right? They open up. This is what the NFL season opens up home against Dallas, right? Uh, Then they are home against Atlanta. Then they are at LA and then they're home in new England. So they have a little bit of a weird thing where they go from Tampa Bay to LA to Tampa Bay back to Foxborough. It's just a little uh, interesting wrinkle. They have to come from the West coast, you know, cause typically when you're an East coast team and you're coming from the West coast, usually reward with a buy afterwards. So I thought that was a little interesting, but like you mentioned, you hit on all the points. That's also my number one bucks at Patriots. Number one, it has to be everyone's eyes going to be on it. Like you talked about, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I think it's going to be uh, an absolute, I can't even put into words. It's just the ratings are going to be through the roof. I think everyone's going to be on it. Social media is going to be nuts. If the crowd is at 100%, that'll be nuts. Like I think everything will be insane. It's going to be a fun day of football, Sunday night football. Can't get better than that. I'm excited. Now, in terms of Sunday night football, Peter, right? I'm going to go down through the matchups quickly here. Uh, and then we're going to pick maybe one that really sticks out to us that we didn't mention before. Uh, so week one, Bears at Rams like Peter correctly predicted Uh, week two chiefs at Ravens week three Green Bay at 49ers week four like we mentioned the Bucks at the Patriots week five uh, Buffalo at the Chiefs week six Seattle at the Steelers week seven the Colts at the 49ers Uh, week eight the Cowboys at the Vikings week nine the Titans at the Rams week 10 the Chiefs at the Raiders week 11 the Steelers at the Chargers. Week 12, the Browns at the Ravens. Week 13, the 49ers at the Seahawks. Week 14, the Bears at the Packers. Week 15, the Bucks at the Saints. Week 16, the Washington football team at the Cowboys. And week 17, the Minnesota Vikings at the Green Bay Packers. So, Peter, uh, which one of those matchups really stands out to you that, let me rephrase, which one of those matchups do you think is underrated in your mind?
0: Maybe the Colts and the 49ers. Probably seeing Carson Wentz and Presumably, Jimmy Garoppolo, unless Trey Lance starts in week seven. Mm-hmm. I just want to see if the Colts have what it takes. They're always a quarterback away, even with Phillip Rivers. They have an amazing defense, amazing offensive line. Jonathan Taylor, they need a little bit of help on the wide receivers, but I want to see if they make it to that next step. So maybe, maybe the Colts in the 49. Yeah, that,
1: that's a solid pick. The Colts are a really interesting team this year. Obviously, with the acquisition of Wentz, are they going to? Is that an upgrade over Rivers? Is a downgrade? Is it the same? Who we're all going to get to see? For me, anyway, I like the Week 13 49ers at the Seahawks. I feel like those two teams when they go at it, it's always a bloodbath. Uh, they they it seems like they always split the season series. And the game I remember was a couple of years ago. Remember when I think it was Week 17 where the division was on the line, and I think it was the Niners stopped the Seahawks at the one yard line. Remember that craziness? Oh yeah. Like, I think those are such fun matchups. I really like that one. That's the one that really jumps out to me. I, I like that one a lot. And I think division rivalry, two teams that really don't like each other, two teams with electric offenses, uh, assuming that Garoppolo's back or Lance is the guy, whatever you, whatever it may be. Uh, I think that game is one to circle on your calendar that is always an underrated matchup.
0: Yeah, I just hope the Seahawks are right this year. So I think yeah. they're either going to be really, really good or really bad. I
1: don't think they're going to be 500. Yeah, the Seahawks seem like that team that could really teeter up or teeter down. So that'll be good to see. So any other final takeaways from uh, this NFL schedule release? So we get two London games, October 10th, the Jets and the Falcons, October 17th, the Dolphins and the Jaguars. Anything notable from you? I mean, ultimately, I was surprised that they had London games altogether
0: because That's going to be an absolute crapshoot if they can't travel overseas.
1: Like yes. One I, of them
0: gets canceled.
1: Yeah. So I, I imagine that. So this has been in the works for a while now. And I imagine the NFL has done their uh, research and has had things cleared with London and the United States to make this trip happen. Now, things can obviously change. Like we know that, and especially right. in today's era. But yeah, I, th- I, I like watching the London matchups. They're always in the morning. It's like, what, 1030 Eastern time, whatever it is.
0: Yeah. It's all day football.
1: Yeah, it's like all day football. It's kind of cool. It's the kind Jaguars... of dumb though that
0: you have to watch it on like yahoo.com or like
1: Yeah, I I don't know like some where random Yeah, stuff. I don't know where it's going to be this year. I assume it's Amazon, but I I do yeah, not know for that sure. Makes sense. In 2022, actually, Amazon will have the exclusive rights over Thursday night football. So, that that that'll be a big transition for next year. So, do you have anything else or I mean, Monday night football week 1 is kind of
0: weird that it's not a double game. It's not like Yeah, Charger. not the double header. I was surprised it's not the Chargers at, at the like ten o'clock game. But yeah. it makes sense that they wanna like put the spotlight on Vegas because of the new stadium.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. And I think that's gonna be electric. That's another game that I'm very excited to see is Vegas' home opener. I kinda like the Monday night doubleheaders. Like I kinda like seeing Denver take on the Raiders or Denver take on I don't know, the Chargers, whoever it is. Like I like seeing that West Coast matchup at ten thirty Eastern time. It's just a, it just concluded a full week one worth of football. But nonetheless, I think we're all in for a treat for the NFL this year. A lot of good things on the way. And you know what? I wish football started tomorrow, but we still got like four months to go, but don't worry. We're going to have tons of NFL content coming up this fall, this summer into fall. Get ready. NFL's on its way. 2021. Here we go. Oh yeah. All right, Peter, we're going to transition now. We're going to transition to the NHL playoffs, right? Uh, NHL playoffs get underway uh, this coming Saturday. Uh, the Bruins, right, taking on the Capitals Saturday at what time do they play? Seven fifteen. Seven fifteen. What do you think of that matchup? We're gonna start off with that one. What do you think?
0: So, this is actually now that I thought about it, a week ago I said that I don't want them to face the Capitals, but I feel like this is a good matchup. They haven't faced each other since the 2012, and they've gotten the best of them. The Bruins have. They've got oh, yeah, uh, Four and two in their uh, games played against them. So, one of those losses was Tuesday when there was 16 people out for the Bruins because it didn't mean anything and Caps rested nobody. And they lost in the last like three seconds. So, I don't really count that. But I, I think it's going to go six or seven games and it's going to be really, really good.
1: Yeah, I have to agree with you. I mean, uh, you didn't even mention the Zidane Chara element to it.
0: Oh, yeah. I even forgot oh, that's, about that. That's, that's going to be cool.
1: Yeah. And the Capitals, they've owned the Bruins. They've had their number, especially in the playoffs, for a long time. Uh, but you look at this matchup, the addition of Taylor Hall for the Bruins, I think that's definitely – I know we talked about it about a month ago. I think that's definitely pointed them in the right direction.
0: Oh, yeah, I could be no wrong
1: about yeah, you, you, that. You they were wrong, they absolutely
0: it was, woke up the second line with Krejci. Yep. He's uh, going to re-sign here, it's, too. It's,
1: it's, it's pretty much reinvented Krejci, you know. Uh, at the NHL trade deadline, I mean, he was – some rumblings that the Bruins might try to sell him, you know, and you know what? They doubled down and he ended up bouncing back and played really well. The second half of the season, a oh, hall has been great. Uh, Swayman has really came on here as he's officially going to be the backup. Uh has got the boot.
0: Yep. Good. So
1: yeah, I think that's, you're in a situation like that. And Swayman's hot in the NHL. You always got to go with the hot goalkeeper. Obviously Rask is going to get the nod game one, but. When do you, do you see the Bruins pulling the plug on Rask if things go south?
0: I don't know. Uh, I mean, yeah, you're gonna have to, but I feel like you're either gonna ride Rask until you die. Is they haven't really? made that move. He's like the fourth most experienced goalie in playoffs. Cra- it's absolutely crazy. Yeah,
1: it's crazy to fathom how long Rask has been around. You know, and to me, anyway, if they fall down too low well when Rask hasn't played well. It wouldn't surprise me if Cassidy went to Swayman because I think Swayman can play. Like, I think he's hot. He could, pres- he could provide a spark for the team. I don't know, I, I'm, I'm really excited for this series. I think of all the first-round matchups, this one, to me anyway, sticks out as being the most uh, one that could probably going to go to seven games. You know, that just, it just smells like a seven-game series to me.
0: Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. Playoff hockey is amazing. You can't beat it. It's not like the NBA
1: or even the NFL where you can predict matchups. Anything could happen. Yeah, so good or bad, the NHL is difficult to predict, especially in the playoffs. So let the Bruins are the three-seed, the Capitals are the two-seed. Other side of the East, the Penguins are the one-seed, and the Islanders are the four-seed. Any any thoughts, takeaways on that? So the Islanders are a team that a lot of people suspected would really not take a hold of the East, but they played really well in the first half, and they kind of came back down to earth. Uh, the Penguins, uh, Penguins speak for themselves. High-powered offense. What do you think of them?
0: Yeah, I think the Penguins are just going to steamroll the Islanders. Sorry, yeah, they're Nate. Well...
1: I thought the Islanders were legit the first early part of the year. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Like, I think this might be the year Nate gets his, Nate gets it something, but I don't think so.
0: I mean, we can talk about the format real quick. I think it's going to sure. be weird that. So the, the division obviously top four and then it's whittled down to one. It's going to be interesting how they can spin the Canada team. They're going to have to figure out a hub city somewhere.
1: Yeah, And it, it's weird like that. a
0: month or something.
1: And, you know, it's crazy. It's like the playoffs start Saturday and, like, they don't really have a concrete concrete plan or concrete decision. Yeah, because the
0: only one that plays is the Bruins and Capitals. Yeah, that's what I
1: mean. Like, we're going through the game and it's like the Bruins play Saturday. But how about, like, like, you know, like, it's just different. And the Central is pretty much locked up. Like, we have the Hurricanes and the Predators and then the Panthers and the Lightning. But then you just have some question marks after. All right, so the NHL playoffs, like we just talked about, there's a lot of moving parts with it. A lot of decisions on what's going to happen with the whole, like you mentioned, what's going to ha- Hub City. Like uh, the Flames and the Jets are going
0: to play while the Stanley Cup playoffs are going to. Exactly.
1: Like I think their last regular season game is next Wednesday, and the yeah. Bruins' first playoff games against Capitals on Saturday. So like, there's obviously some schedule maneuvering that needs to be done. Like, there's something's going to go down to make sure all these games get in and make sure. Uh, the seating is formatted correctly. But one thing we can promise you, Bruins Capital, Saturday night. Oh, yeah, 7.15. 7.15, be there, be square. Any uh, final takeaways from uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs? We're going to get into it the next couple weeks. Uh, but that's kind of a brief overlook of how things are currently set up. Uh, obviously, the rest of it is in flux and can change at a moment's notice. Oh, yeah. But Bruins Capitals came one Saturday. <laughs> there you go. All right, let's transition to the NBA now, Peter. So uh, while the NHL playoffs is on the horizon, the NBA playing tournament is also on the horizon. But Before we get into that, I want to talk about the health status. We kind of teased it before of LeBron James. So LeBron James had a high ankle sprain a couple months ago, and he's been out for a long, vast amount of time. And he actually came out last week and had an interesting comment. And he said, like, look, like I'm never going to be 100% again. And that kind of took me aback. And I was like, really? Like LeBron, who has been... Known for his durability throughout his career, uh, has talked about wanting to play until up to 40 years old. Uh, now, all of a sudden, he's got this high ankle sprain. He looks like he's going to play soon in a couple days, but he doesn't believe he's ever going to be back to 100%. Like, what do you make of those comments?
0: I think he's just being a little baby. I think, think so? that, yeah, it's only a high ankle sprain. And obviously, we can say that because. We're not we basketball have, players.
1: We, we don't have high ankle sprains. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But,
0: like, I feel like this is his first, like, major, major, major injury. And he's in just a long been,
1: time anyway, yeah. yeah.
0: I don't know. He's going to have to play if they have any chance. Like at Exactly.
1: All. So, right now, the Lakers, um, they'd be slated to take on the Warriors in the play-in tournament, which is awesome. Yep. Like, Yikes. I love it. That's that's a trap game waiting for it happening. I know the Warriors are licking their chops. Oh, yeah. Like, in LeBron has been very – we talked about it last week on the show – uh, LeBron has been very vocal about how he doesn't like the play in tournament. And while my counter argument would be, would be well, oh, LeBron, if you were the number one seed in the East right now, would you have an issue? I uh, no. number one seed in the West. Would you have an issue? The answer is probably not. Probably not. Cause then it's, there's a chance he'd face a nine or a 10 seed, or, you know, so if you look at it, you look how it's going to go. Uh, I think the Lakers are likely going to be in the play in tournament. And I think LeBron's health status is a question mark. I think that comment, really it really took me aback because LeBron, who was competitive throughout his entire career, arguably one of the most competitive players in NBA history, is just saying like, Look, I don't think I'll ever be hundred percent again. I don't know. That just spoke volume to me. It's just leaped off the page. He said it last week. I'm really curious to see how the rest of the season progresses for the Lakers. If LeBron is able to get some He's gonna have to play though. Yeah, he's gonna play in a couple games. He was supposed to come back on Saturday.
0: Yeah, and he never did.
1: And he never did, and I guess he had a setback or whatever else. So, and Anthony Davis, he's been hobbled this season. The Lakers, they've had to deal with a plethora of injuries throughout the season, and that's why they're in the playing tournament itself. So, let's let's talk about the West right now. So, like we talked about, if the play-in tournament started tomorrow, which it does not, uh, the Lakers would be matched up against the Warriors, and the Spurs would be matched up against the Grizzlies. So, I'm not asking you to pick any of these games, but do they excite you? I, I think mean for sure one yeah, does. obviously
0: the Warriors, the Lakers,
1: and then I think
0: the Spurs are going to be the Grizzlies. So the loser okay. of that game is going to have to face the Spurs. That'll be fun. If you're the Lakers, you do not want to lose. So in your
1: in your mind, let's say, so you think the Lakers are going to win, right?
0: Uh, uh probably.
1: Okay, so for the sake of argument, you're going to pick the Lakers and the Spurs. So then the Warriors would play the Spurs and then the winner of that is would be seed. the 8 seed. Right. Remember we were talking about our uh, <laughs> yeah, honestly, go. it's it's pretty easy if you <laughs> figure out the chart. You know, you just gotta figure out, map out the chart, and it's all set. Yeah. I, I think the West is really exciting. I think the Warriors-Lakers is gonna be a hell of a game. I think Curry, Draymond Green. I think they're licking their chops and they're like, you know what? This team's hobbled. We're gonna play physical basketball. We're gonna rough them up. We're gonna shoot the three ball, and we're gonna be nats defensively. I think they're gonna really try to. I, I don't think an upset is out of the question here. Tell you what, I, I, I don't even know be- if that is an upset, though. Well, if LeBron plays, I think it's a significant upset. Yeah. If he, no, he's going to play. Like, he's going to play. we oh, will have his, to play. Whether his ankle's a at 10% or LeBron, LeBron is Yeah, is better in, than what, a, yeah whatever. He, he's playing. Regardless of what it is, he's playing. And in terms of the Spurs, Grizzlies, two different teams. So, Greg Popovich... For sure, on the back half in terms of his coaching career, especially that roster, they don't necessarily. They've Keldon Johnson, who seems like he could be a building block, but other than that, they have some question marks there. And you look at the Grizzlies, who I think are chock full of young talent. Like I think John Morant is poised to be one of the best young and upcoming uh, point guards in the NBA, and that game will be exciting. And the Grizzlies, they're, they're fast tracking. Uh, they were a team that I thought were going to be really bad last year, and ended up being better than most people anticipated. I think that the Grizzlies are an exciting team to watch and that'll be a game to look forward to. Yeah.
0: They'll, they'll be really good. It's just not their time yet.
1: Yeah. Obviously you said with John Morant, he's, he's electric to watch. Oh, he's, he's, he's insane. I, he's such a fun player to watch. Like he reminds me of Russell Westbrook in so many different ways. And, but I, I, I don't want to say he has the ability to be better than Russell Westbrook, but I tell you what, he's fierce. He's a slasher. Like he he's awesome. He's good defensively. Uh, the Grizzlies team has a bright future. So, transition now to the Eastern Conference. We're going to talk about another injury quickly. Jalen Brown out for the season. He's battled a plethora of injuries throughout the season. He had a sprained ankle, tendinitis in his right knee, uh, which I seems seems like an underplayed thing because there really isn't no, uh, really isn't much of a cure for tendinitis, especially in the knee. That's kind of a lingering injury. So that's something to really keep an eye on going forward for him in terms of, like, next year, of course. Uh, and obviously his season was derailed uh, due to a wrist injury. He had some cartilage issues. I'm sorry, torn ligament issues with his wrist. It was the same injury as Romeo Langford had. Uh, and Langford was out about five and a half, six months. So what do you make of uh, Brown's injury? Do you think this is a significant setback to his future? Uh, or do you think it's just, like, well, you know what, the Celtics weren't going anywhere in the East, and you know what, this was the right decision to shut him down. Uh, it wasn't worth really uh, derailing his future for.
0: What do you think? Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I'm sure we'll get into it in, like, a few minutes, but the Celtics' season is literally over. It doesn't even matter. Like, blow the whole team up. Like, we'll get into it in a few seconds, but, yeah, uh, just get them, uh fully healthy for yeah. next season. So Start so, all over again.
1: So the Celtics, they, they – They've fallen in the standings. They're right now seven. They would be uh, facing the Charlotte Hornets in the play-in tournament. Uh, as the Celtics are the seven seed right now, the Hornets are the eight seed. So the Celtics are mathematically eliminated uh, from the six seed. So they will be in the play-in tournament. What likely will be the seven seed. They're pretty locked into that. Embarrassing. Yeah, it's it's a real fall in terms of. A pre- I had them. In my, I think in my preseason, you had them come out of the East, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, it's... nonetheless, I think I had them four. Yeah, I been mean, eight the one
0: ticket in my wallet just sitting there.
1: Well, if, Peter, if that hits, man, like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> holy well, Two laps. You two laps without Jalen Brown. But Celtics have had a disappointing season throughout. Uh, and I think shutting down Jalen Brown was the right decision. Uh, Brown, he's really taken a toll through his body this season. Like I mentioned, the knee, the ankle, now the wrist, uh the shoulder. He had some shoulder issues, too think it's the right thing to do to really just shut them down because i do think they'll beat the hornets like i i don't think they will lose both of their play in tournament games like i, I i'd be shocked. not really i do yeah no i'd be shocked they'll win one though i all think the hornets to are going
0: absolutely smack them and i think the washington is gonna give them a run for the money watch see,
1: so so, w- so right now uh like you just highlighted washington uh they'd be playing indiana right now for the play in tournament washington I don't want to call them surging, uh, but they've been better in the second half here after they pretty much played really bad in the first half. Uh, Bradley Beal, who was hobbled, uh, Russell Westbrook is playing, I don't want to call it the best basketball of his career, but he's been great. Uh, so Celtics Hornets, Pacers Wizards, likely going to be the Eastern Conference matchups. Uh, the Celtics, Celtics Hornets, they need to win uh, one. Uh, and the Pacers Wizards, they need to uh, pretty, they have a single elimination while The Celtics and Hornets have double elimination. Like we just talked, which conference as a whole uh, excites you more, the East or the West?
0: The West, because I think the West is wide open. The East, I think it's just the 76ers of the, bu- uh, the Nets.
1: You don't think the Bucks have a shot?
0: Nah, I, I don't. I think the Nets are going to just absolutely uh, – if Harden, Thurin, Yeah, Harden stays yeah. H- healthy, I think they're going to just s- maybe not sleepwalk, but sleepwalk to the finals.
1: So then that's where my pick to come out of the East before the Harden transaction – and I felt decently confident throughout. Uh, but, look, it's, it's just one of those things. Like, we talked about injuries with the Celtics. And the injuries with the Nets have been the same same thing. Probably worse. Harden's been out for at least a month. Durant's been in and out of the lineup with a plethora of different things. Kyrie's had his things. They haven't all really been able Kyrie to Kyrie had a concussion. He's, I think it's a, is it a facial contusion? I don't know. He Whatever was... it is. He, he recently got hurt. And Harden is coming back. So, of course, one gets hurt. Uh, and the other comes back, so that's just how their season has been. But that team is uh, pretty talented on pretty, I don't even want to call them top heavy because they made some significant roster uh, upgrades throughout the season, whether it's through the trade deadline or the buyout market. They're not really as top heavy as they were earlier in the season. Uh, so, if they can get all on the same page and they get healthy, they're scary out. But then you look at the Sixers, like you mentioned. I think they're a force that you probably want to avoid. Doc Vervis has that team fire on on, on all cylinders. Uh, they, they're a really good team defensively. Embiid's having the MVP caliber season. Uh, Simmons has pretty much been in the conversation for defensive player of the year. Uh, but like you highlighted before, the West is awesome. Like, I think you could make the argument for the Jazz, the Lakers if they get healthy, the Clippers, the Nuggets. The Suns. Yeah, exactly. The Suns. Who would have ever guessed, right? The Phoenix freaking Suns. All you need is Chris Paul. Chris Paul. I mean, we'll see what he has. He's got some stuff to prove in the playoff because he's had his playoff woes throughout his career. But he could silence a lot of doubters if he comes through in this postseason. Now, I'm not going to ask you for predictions yet. That's going to be next week. But um, you're more excited for the West as a whole. Do you agree? Are you more excited for the West playing tournament, too? Probably for the Lakers and uh, Warriors, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that game's going to be real good. I mean, as Celtics fans, we're going to have to face the Hornets, and that's going to be fun, too. Lameo yeah, yeah, Ball. yeah. The,
1: the Hornets have a fun uh, – they have a fun young core, like you mentioned, LaMelo Ball. Uh, Gordon Hayward, who's been out with injuries, he's he's had a good year. Uh, the Hornets is another team that I think are kind of uh, on the upswing. I don't want to call them on the same level as, like, the Grizzlies, but you can make the comp of John Morant and LaMelo Ball where they have – very up-and-coming point guards. The Hornets obviously have more. Rogier's having a nice season. Uh, Graham, same thing with him. So the Hornets are another fun
0: team to watch. I do want to see, though, if the Celtics make it through the play tournament by miracle. But if they make it through... If they face the 76ers, I want to see if it's actual a Brent Brown problem because they You're always right. face them real well. They had, and they they had the numbers,
1: them. yeah. I want to see if it's
0: a Brent Brown problem or it's an actual a Philly problem. Tell
1: hey, you what, I think if the Celtics were to get by Charlotte, it, whoever you want to if they get by Charlotte, I think they'd have a better shot against the Bucs, believe it or not, than Philly. I think Philly's tough, man. Like, I think they're tough. They play really well defensively. Uh, Milwaukee, on the other other hand, they've kind of, I don't want to say sleepwalk throughout the year, but they've been disappointing. They made some upgrades in the offseason and they really haven't come to fruition. They've taken a a lateral step, if you want to call it that. Uh, Giannis, who's statistically wise, is having a great season. But you look at the win-loss record, you look at their big game record, and it's like, eh, like, Brooklyn's past them. It looks like Philadelphia's pretty much past them. I, I think they'd have a better shot to take on Milwaukee, but Tell you what, if if they have Philadelphia and they somehow get by Philadelphia, then it's all right, psychological. To,
0: yeah, you got to blow that team up too.
1: Tell you what, Prep Brown's got to be—you got to get Prep Brown a job. Yeah, because you, I don't think it's crazy and outlandish to say this. If it wasn't for the Celtics, Prep Brown would still be the coach of the Sixers right now. Right, they always get just
0: destroyed every year. By the Celtics second round, first round, like no knows. matter where
1: it is, like Brett Brown just can't. I always and remember
0: it, that playoff game, that like game four or whatever, where they popped the confetti. After the regular, oh my season. god, yep, regular time, and then they still lost. I was like, what? yep,
1: yep, never forget that. That, but I think it's a new leaf with the Sixers because I, I think Doc Rivers has been a coach of the year candidate. Yep. So we'll we'll see how it goes. Next week we're actually gonna have Noah Burns of Roughing the Basket. He's gonna be on to break down some playoff action. Noah's a great guy. He's a Pistons fan. Sorry, Noah. Sorry, Noah, but. Uh, no one knows his basketball better than anybody, and he's going to bring a lot of knowledge to the table. So you can catch Roughing the Basket also on the Daily Goat. Great podcast. Great maybe, podcast. Peter, maybe Peter Maybe will be on one of these days. Yeah, you're like the second co-host over there. <laughs> I'm not on this week. He's solo this week. But he's going to have another great show. All right, Peter, let's transition to Major League Baseball really quick. Uh, Albert Pujols, after his uh, future Hall of Fame career, was released by the LA Angels. Uh, Pools was in the final year of that mega contract he signed. Uh, 11-year deal, if I remember correctly. What were your takeaways on that? Were you surprised? It's likely he's going to retire at the end of the season. Do you feel that the Angels did him dirty, or do you think? I mean, no, not what's really. What's your take on it?
0: Because he was batting 100, and I was like, listen. Like, batting 198. Sad. Yeah, it's sad, but like it's meant to happen. and Especially if you have Shoei Otani. You're going to have to DH him anyway. And obviously, Otani's way better than Pool's.
1: Look, Pujols is first Man, ballot Hall of Famer. He is arguably the best power hitter of our generation, like whatever you want to call it, right? But look at his number. He, like, he's lucky he, he wasn't cut three years ago. Like, seriously. And I, I think he was released all due to he wanted his plate appearances. And they're like, look, like, we're trying to compete here. We're trying to develop our talent, and you're just. Well, they definitely an... asked him because they,
0: they, yeah, they still own the it, money anyway. He, yeah. They're definitely like, plus, so do you want to get released or do you want to just like ride the bench all year? And he's like, yeah, oh, and I, I
1: think, think that's what it came down to. Look, this year he's batting 198. Last year he batted 224. Year before that, he batted 244. Year before that, he batted 245. Year before that, two, 241. Like, he's. Right. He he's still declined. hits his bombs, but like. He still hits like the home run numbers. Like, you want to look at those. Cool. He only had six last year, like 23 the year before that, 19 the year before that. I don't know. He's got to be the DH, too, because he's limitations, and he's, whatever. what is he now, 39, 40 years old, whatever he is. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm a big Pujols fan. But at the end of the day, you look at it and you're just. That contract was bad. You could argue it was the worst. That was bad. It was the worst contract in Major League Baseball history. You could argue that. You really could. I mean, you look at that Angels team.
0: No, they didn't. They didn't do anything, and that's that's the one gripe against Mike Trout. I mean, we cannot spin it that way. He's only like, been in two playoff games.
1: Again, I'm a legend. Yet, I love Pujols. I'm not bashing him whatsoever. Oh, His yeah. illustrious career in St. Louis. Look, how many te- how many times he led the MLB in runs? Right, he led them with St. Louis six times. How many years did he have 40 home runs? Like seven he like years, hundred and fifty home runs or something. Stupid. Like he was a monster. Like he won a World Series in St. Louis. Like He's actually went two in St. Louis. Like he was fantastic, but the Angels' career it just did not go as planned. It just simply had not, and I think it kind of hamstrung the Angels. Again, you, I'm, I don't want to make excuses for them because they still paid Anthony Rendon a crap ton of money, and they have failed to really. Inter- they have failed to address the pitching rotation, whether it's through the bullpen through the yeah, rotation.
0: They're still trash. They're fifth in the division. It's terrible.
1: Like seriously, I, I don't. Know. and That's it. I don't want to get in a whole Angels rant, but I don't necessarily blame the co- blame the Angels for releasing them. From an optics perspective, sure, but the Angels, you're sick and tired of wasting Mike Trout's prime and Otani's prime. Like, they're trying yeah. to compete, man. They're that trying that to was develop... the only reason
0: why I think they did it, though, because Otani. Because they want like, him to the DH. They and, you know, I
1: guarantee you, they said, look, Albert, your plate appearance is going to get cut in half, or we can release you. You're going to get your money. Like, and I think he's like, you know what? Like, I don't want to go out like this. Yada, yada. I want to play. I think I can play. And they're like, all right, see you later. Yeah. Now, there's been rumors about him playing in the Dominican League. There's been rumors that the White Sox would be interested. The White Sox. Tony La Russa's denied it, said oh, we're not interested in Albert. Uh, he's got to play for an American League team for that DH spot. I don't know where he could end up. I really don't. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It just. I, I really don't. Uh, the Tiger.
0: Honestly, the Tiger should. Take the playbook out of there and release Miggy. They're not going to because he's still owed, like three years left on that stupid yeah, deal too.
1: Miguel has a couple years left. The only reason why they did it this year is because that was it. They didn't know any more money, right? And I, I told you, I think they would have did it three years ago. Like I truly believe that, but they didn't really want to deal with Way the too uh, much money. Yeah, they didn't want to deal with paying him for doing nothing for three years. Now some teams are willing to do that, like the Red Sox and Sandoval. Like there's been teams where like they admit their mistake and they're ready to move on. The Angels, they weren't ready. Like they were. You were gun ho when trying to make it work. And it, off just, to the end. And, it, and it just didn't work. And they kind of look like it just they're taking their L, you know? Yep. Uh, before we get into our weekend picks, we're gonna hit just a little subtopic with the Kentucky Derby. Uh the Kentucky Derby happened a couple weeks ago and has been met with a whole lot of controversy. So uh, do you know anything about uh the legendary horse owner uh, Bob Baffert? Well he's a cheater now. So that that story is absolutely nuts. So, Peter, our horses did not win, of course. Oh well, no! It should be a mulgan, no. Well, like, my horse actually technically won, if you think about it. Yeah, true. I had a mandaloon at how was he twelve to one? I think it and was like he 18. finished whatever it was. He won. Well, he finished second, and he uh, ended up finishing second. But he Medina Spirit won uh, twelve to one odds. Apparently, Medina Spirit has been in a little bit of a uh, I controversy, to, make... to say the least.
0: Yeah, I want to make a horse pun. I can't.
1: Yeah, I know. I was trying to too. I can't. It, can he pissed horse- away his. He pissed away I'm his victory. He horsing around. Huh. That's a good one. So Medina Spirits, kind of in trouble for. uh It's not steroid use. Like, what? What is? How do you even describe?
0: It's just it? like a faulty pill, and then he was like, "Oh, I didn't know I I fed him that pill." Like, I'm sorry. Do you
1: do you believe? He said he was in in its hay, and do you believe any of that? Do you believe Bafford or no? I don't know how many times does he won. He's won a ton, right? Yeah, like he's. uh I don't want to call him considered like the uh he's, he's like, like, like the... Michael Jordan or like Bill Belichick. I don't want to call him that, but he's well known in the industry. And Churchill Downs was like you can't you can't own any more horses and race them here. Like you maybe he really didn't know though because they definitely I, got tested. He fought after tooth. Every, every he time, fought right? tooth and I, I. You would think so. I mean, he's he's very abrupt and like he he's been on a bunch of news stations he's like look like i really didn't do this like this is fake news yada 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 now take that what you want but it's under investigation and things are still things are still kind of uh in motion here a medina spirits is unknown if they're going to race in the next race but either way he's going to be the horse is going to be met with controversy yeah
0: i thought it was funny because i saw that story and then vegas was like yeah we can't oh absolutely stuff no, of course like, not, you can't do that. I mean, the pe- you know, people already collected, yeah. And then the Mandaloon people were like, Wait, are you gonna give me my money? and then Vegas was like, No, so I think it's
1: probably would be as similar as <sighs> like last year or whatever, that two years ago. Oh, like that was that was a DQ, that was a little bit right. different, but yeah, that was like on the spot, like in that was like Medin, an hour yeah, that, later or something. That was, yeah, that was like an hour later, and nothing the results were unofficial until the end, that was different, but. The Kentucky Derby always uh, ceases to amaze people with its uh, wild finishes, to say the least. All right, Peter, let's get into our weekend picks quickly here. Uh, So, what is your weekend pick for Friday, May fourteenth? So, I have the
0: Clippers over the Rockets. So, obviously, the Rockets aren't doing anything. Obviously, last searching for the lottery, and I think the Clippers are going to win because I think they, obviously, seeding they still have a chance for the second seed. They don't want to drop to, like, four or five. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just because of seating wise
1: makes sense. For me, I'm going to stick with the NBA here. I'm going to go with the Clippers over the Rockets. <sighs> Look, the, every week I feel like I, I crap on the Rockets, and it, it's rightfully so. Like, the Rockets are just there is not a good basketball team. The Clippers, who are kind of finding their own. And the Clippers, I don't want to call them an underrated team going into the playoffs, but it seems like no one's really talking about them. Do you feel the same or no? I mean, yeah, but they just have like the same team
0: from last year. Obviously, Kawhi and Paul George.
1: They're third in the West, right? They're four games out of uh, second place, first place. Uh, They're 46 and 23 in the year. But if they want what they're supposed to do, yeah, you know, they're doing, they're kind of not treading water, but they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. And you know what? I I like them. I think they're a team that could surprise in the playoffs. I like them over the Rockets this Friday. How about your pick for Saturday? So, my pick is the Bruins over the Capitals.
0: So, as we said, they're 4 2 and 2. And they're a head to head record. And I just think that Taylor Hall is going to lead them to victory on Saturday. After the deadline, after they got them, they're, they're 12 and 4. And they haven't trailed a single minute in 10 of the 17 games. And as I said in the beginning of the show, he absolutely woke up the second line with David Krejci. And I, I think that team is going to be real scary.
1: You know what? Uh, it's unfortunate because I had the same pick. Hey, write uh, it out. We're going to write it out together here. So like the, all the things you mentioned, I think game one, look, the NHL playoffs are tough to predict, but the Bruins, they've just, to me anyway, the addition of Taylor Hall has changed changed them in my outlook. Uh, before that deal, I was kind of iffy. And even after the Hall deal, I was still a little iffy because I think, uh, again, he only had two goals coming into the season. Oh, me uh, too. I thought
0: he was an absolute dog. And coming to the Bruins. Is,
1: but. But you know what? I, I like them over the Capitals. It's just something about this team this year. Yeah, winning for Rask, it's final year. How about your
0: Sunday pick? So my Sunday pick is the New York Knicks over the Celtics. I am gonna bet against the Celtics every way until their terrible season's over. And Marcus Smart get him out. Obviously he's hurt, and Kemba Walker's hurt again. Surprise, surprise. Uh. And as we said, obviously Jalen Brown's out for the year, so. I think the Celtics are going to just dwindle, dwindle, dwindle away until this whole season is a washed up memory. It's honestly so sad. In the Eastern Conference it's, finals last year, yeah, and just I, I even
1: water. Like, as disappointing as this team has been, I still think the 2017 2018 Celtics were more disappointing. That was the year with uh Kyrie Hayward. Oh, Horford. that was the cover, the yeah, yeah. That, that, that In like, my opinion, not lose. In my opinion, that was the most disappointing year they had this year. I mean. Again, this year is bad. This year is absolutely bad. But I, I still think the talent discrepancy between that team and this team is like night and day. Because that team was loaded. Terry Rozier, Marcus Smart, Marcus Morris, like they were loaded.
0: Yeah. Like they were
1: ten guys deep. I mean this, this year I think they're very top heavy. I like Fournier, but other than that, the bench I is hope very
0: trades Marcus Smart.
1: Now when I it comes to happen,
0: we'll we'll talk about it.
1: Yeah, the, that's a, sure, the, but... the NBA offseason is going to be huge. It, it always is. We'll we'll get into how the Celtics can. I think Kemba Walker's days are done in Boston too, but nonetheless, it's a conversation for a different day. Uh, my Sunday pick is going to be the Brooklyn Nets over the Cavs. Crazy it sounds, the Cavs just beat the Celtics, but I I don't think they'll beat Brooklyn. I Harden's back now. Um, I think he's going to want to get his legs under him before the playoffs. Uh, you look at this Nets team, and they are like we talked about earlier in the show. They are fighting for position in the Eastern Conference seating. Uh, they're a game and a half behind Philadelphia in the East. Uh, and they need to win if they want that number one seed, and I think that number one seed could be pivotal for them because I think when you look at it, I don't think you want to deal with Brooklyn in the second round. I'm just, sorry, you don't want to deal with Milwaukee in the second round. I think you'd rather deal with like Atlanta or like Knicks. My like, I think if you're Brooklyn, you want to do that. Like, I don't think you really want to play around with the honest.
0: Yeah, you never know.
1: You never know, and I think I think I, I like the I like them in that matchup. I like the Nets.
0: Oh yeah, the Knicks and Celtics, my premium pick of the league.
1: My premium pick of the week will be the Nets over the Cavs. Any final takeaways, Peter? Just go Bruins, please win. Yeah, Bruins play. Like we talked about, Bruins playoffs game Saturday, game one, TD Garden. I think the, I think the limit of the amount of people increased.
0: Yep, twenty five percent. Twenty five percent. right on pace with the Red Sox.
1: So right on pace with the Red Sox. So that's that's cool, and I'm sure the garden will be loud. Uh, Chara in the building so yep. Get ready for that so next week we get a big show We're going to talk more about uh, the NH- NHL Playoffs and we're going to have Noah uh, Noah Burn from Roughing the Basket he's going to help us break Down the NBA playoff matchups and we're Especially going to hit on the, um, the Play-in tournament matchups because then All the seating will be locked in uh, We're going to have our matchups We're going to talk spreads we're going to talk about uh, Totals it's going to be a lot of fun and of course I'm sure we'll have some NFL news Because there always is There always is But I I do think the NFL news will start to wind down unless, of course, Rogers will get traded tomorrow. Yep. Because that's just how our show works. But thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Be sure to tune in for the show next week. Big show. Stay
0: hot.